Anissa Hill and welcome to the Move to Costa Rica podcast. Here we tell the stories of people who have done just that, move to Costa Rica. In episode 27, we sit down with Texan Terry Carlisle. 59-year-old Terry chats about the opportunities which brought him and his wife to Costa Rica, why driving is less stressful here than in the States, and why moving to paradise doesn't solve your problems. If you'd like to watch the video of this episode, go to YouTube and subscribe to the Move to Costa Rica podcast. Before we dive in, remember new episodes are released every Thursday. Head to www.movetocostaricapodcast.com. Without any further delay, here is your host, Malcolm Hill. G'day friends, my name is Malcolm Hill. Uh, welcome to the Move to Costa Rica podcast. I'm going to be your host today. I am joined today by Texan Terry Carlisle. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you, Malcolm. Terry, thank you very much for taking the time to chat to me. Uh, it's it's going to be a good chat. Terry, since since 2016, when my wife Anissa and I moved here, we have been big fans of uh, your publication or the publication you're involved with, Howler Magazine. And I think there was even a monthly issue a few years ago with a photo of me surfing, which made me feel like a total rock star. So thank you very much. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I've I've still got the paper. The paper. Do you, copy. Want, the, do you want the big pull-out photo of, of that? <laughs> when my kids are a little older and they and I need to like convince them their dad's an all right guy, then I'll then we're going to get that blowing up and stuck on the wall. That's, oh okay, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> But Terry, to kick off today, could you share with me the history of Howler Magazine? Okay, sure. Howler Magazine is the only real uh, nationwide English magazine. Uh, this year marks our 25th year anniversary. Um, and you should we we got we used to, we printed uh, the first copy in, in a magazine a couple weeks ago, and it was just a one little piece of you know paper or not one piece, but just. Very basic, and it's come a long ways. The last four years, John Quam was the new owner and made a lot of great improvements and advancements. It's got a variety of articles professionally laid out, beautiful photos, videos, now the online edition. I mean, there's so much interaction with the online edition. And uh, it not only is it reaching Costa Rica, but actually 60% of our readers are up in North America and worldwide. We, we average over 40,000 reads. Um, and uh, I think it's because that, that, um, it, there is a variety of articles. It's not just streamlined on surfing or real estate, but there's a variety of uh, articles. That means a variety of people are reading it. They're staying engaged. Uh, when we're printing full time, we have people who kept have kept every issue. Uh, it's not just a magazine you throw away. So uh, 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 last year was a challenge, and we kept pumping the positive messages about Pura Vida Costa Rica, and we kept being innovative. Uh, like I told you, we ate a lot. A lot of days at lunch, we had popcorn, and and uh, that you know because it was tough. But we did not quit because we believe we got a great message about the beautiful Costa Rica that we just kept plugging the positive messages about the country where we live. There's a wealth of knowledge on your website of everything relating to life in Costa Rica. 
really. Yeah, you, you can just search and and uh, twenty uh, over twenty years of articles on there. So and that type of information doesn't really get old uh, because you know about wildlife or the national parks, and so there's a valuable resource for people to look if they're looking at coming to Costa Rica or just want to learn more about uh, the culture of Costa Rica. Even Costa Ricans read it, and they one guy said that I've learned more about my country from Haller than I have from any publication you know that's, so that's a great you know that's a great way to go originally it started here in guanacaste costa rica yeah it was it was home base here in tamarindo but it and then it's expanded and sometimes people still have that um you know concept that's just tamarindo but we are costa rica wide and uh, our articles you know it's not just uh, guanacaste or tamarindo you'll find articles uh, all over about everything costa rica so for those listening, if this is the only thing you get out of this episode of this of of the Move to Costa Rica podcast, go check out it's hallermagazine.com, isn't it? Hallermag M A G dot com. Hallermag.com. You'll you'll see the coffee uh, this month is of course it's February first today. I don't know when this will be played and replayed, but uh, uh, so we got three great publications that launched uh, late last night, and you'll see the articles. You can go and click on the magazine, open up full view. Make sure you open it up on a laptop, okay? You can you can open up on the on the little you know cell phone, but it loses a lot of dynamics. I mean, if you got a large you know a computer screen, open that up. Open up the pages and uh, page two, you like Pacific Soul Selling, a beautiful photo, and the video starts to play. Not a lot of work, and just click on the link to go to the website. Uh, beautiful, a lot of great articles. Coffee, Costa Rica coffee. Our, our uh, actually, our writer, our editor wrote the, the copy, and uh, it's over nine pages long. And everybody loves coffee, and it's literally A to Z about coffee in Costa Rica. Um, that's that's the feature story, and a lot of a lot of other stories about local artists, um, uh, Manuel Antonio fishing, uh, surfing there, and uh, uh, wellness, Pura Vida, travel adventure, so much. All the good stuff. All yeah. the good stuff about life and cost. Yeah. If, if you're tired of all the negative stuff, go to howlermag.com. <laughs> you're originally from, from Naples, Texas, and we're going to reverse a little bit. And here – a bit about your life before Costa Rica. Uh, I, I got a twin brother. We were womb mates for nine months. And uh, uh, I've, I've been uh, eight years as a Navy journalist. So, you know, uh, two years after graduating high school, I was seeing the world. It was great. Great opportunity for eight years. I love I love my country and, and serving the Navy was great. And then I spent time in ministry and also working with at-risk youth, at-risk uh, youth workforce programs, drug intervention, and things like that. It's been mainly my forte. And uh, my last job job that I had was in Houston, Texas, being the business manager for a workforce contract. And, uh, uh, and then... Um, I had the opportunity to come here. My twin brother's here, and uh, I had an invitation to help him at his church. And plus, my youngest daughter and three grandkids live here also. So uh, it didn't take much decision, you know, a lot of, hmm, okay, yeah, I'll go. So I've been here almost two years come March uh, here in Costa Rica. 
relatively new still, Terry. Two, Two years. years. Yeah, yeah. I think I think they said, you know, people usually leave after three, but I'm staying. I mean, I got family here. And the thing about it, and, and a lot, what people need to do is, you know, I, I get a chance to work from home, you know, and things like that. And, uh, but I was, I was uh, nurturing a relationship with John at the Howler because of my journalism background. I said, hey, I, I want to be your marketing guy one day. I want to be your marketing guy. So that was in place. And boom, you know, of course, I got the position. And, and uh, um, so you, you got to be prepared and do your research before you go anywhere. I mean, you really do. Um, do your due diligence to do that. When did Costa Rica come on your radar? You had you said your brother was here working in ministry. Did you come down and visit him for a few years before deciding, uh, hey, let's do of that? Of course, yeah. Uh, he he was actually in a position to go wherever, you know, a few years ago, and he went to two or three other countries, and he kept coming back to Costa Rica because, you know, uh, and he, he loved it here. So he was here, and, yeah, I came down at least once a year to, to visit, so, uh, you know, to get the feel of it. And, yeah, it's, it's a, a great place to be. So yeah, uh, it was. I don't know. Yeah, once at least once a year, sometimes twice a year, whenever I could squeeze, uh, you know, the, the dollars out to, to make it happen. In Costa Rica, there's lots of different regions. We are up in the northern part in Guanacaste, the province of Guanacaste. Could you explain for our listeners a little bit about what the area is like where you live? I'm about uh, two kilometers from the beach. And I can drive uh, less than an hour and a half, and I could go to a volcano or the mountains. Uh, we have beautiful beaches here. We have uh, you got a variety of towns. You have Tamarindo, which is you know busy and tourism, and then you have Brazilito where Conchel, the the beach Conchel uh, beaches. Uh, you know more of your rural type. You got Playa Grande, even more rural. Fortunately, you don't have to go down a bumpy road to get to Playa Grande, but still remote. But also, you have everything you need if you're coming down for a you know a holiday or vacation or a three day weekend or something. So it's not that remote. Uh, uh, you got uh, Flamingo, beautiful. Uh, you got Margarita, uh, uh, Margaritaville Resort. You got the beautiful lines there in Flamingo, Potrero. And if you like fancy, you can go up to Los Catalinas. Uh, so, um, but I'm not that far from mountains and, and, um, hour from Library Airport. So it's, I just love this location. It's, it's the best fit for me. For many foreigners, you mentioned the airport, which is, maybe 40 minutes, an hour's drive from where you are. And mm -hmm. that airport can connect you with countless cities in North America right. right? with direct flights. And for many folks who are deciding to move to Costa Rica, that's a big deal because you can get back to see family or for business or for yeah. whatever reason without too much hassle. It can be like a half-day trip and you can be – from Costa Rica, you can have breakfast in Costa Rica and be having dinner with family in the U.S. without it being, you know, a super complicated thing. Right. And and that's why, you know, people may not know about Liberia. I know the first time I booked a flight down here, I booked it through San Jose because I didn't know. And my brother said, no, 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 I'll fix it. I'll fix it because <laughs> I didn't know about Liberia Airport. And uh, uh, it's a great road to get there. And um, 
you don't have to go into Liberia, of course, from, if you're coming this way. So it's a great location. Um, uh, and yeah, an hour, hour away. You can be your toes in the sand in an hour. I always, I always like getting off a cool airplane and then you walk out in that little walkway and then you got that Costa Rica humidity and heat and you go, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> That's my temperature. <laughs> Did you come down here with, with partner on your own? Like how, how long were you considering that decision and was it a solo decision or a joint decision? It was a joint decision. She is a, she's been a school teacher. My wife's been a school teacher for uh, 19 years up in the States. And uh, she had the opportunity to apply for a job. There just so happened to be a, a, a position open. And she got that job here at Korea uh, in Brazilito. So it was a, a, a double good, you know, whammy, good go- combination of things that uh, that had to happen, and uh, we actually live uh, out in the uh, homes provided to the teachers, and I'm looking out at uh, what we'd consider a jungle. So <laughs> it's a great setup. She loves her job. They're all back now uh, in the classroom, and um, she's having a, a great time. She's loving it. We have a few family friends who go to that school to Korea, and. It's considered, I think, in this area, one of the very best schools. Yeah, and it's like anything else. There's different, you know, places and in in way uh, teaching styles and things like that. School setups that people can choose from. And that's one thing about our area. You do have some options, uh, but uh, Korea, yeah, it's got a it's got a real good track record, and and that's always great to have. And I know she puts. Um, she, one of her students has had or was in schools all over the world, and this guy is very talented. And the mom told her last Friday that uh, he has not liked schools anywhere, but he likes you and and Korea school. And my wife just that's why I do it. I said that's that's right, baby. That's why you do what you do because uh, she is making a, a good impact, and she does care about her kids. Sometimes she comes home and tries to treat me like a third grader, so we have to have that little talk. <laughs> of course, <laughs> no, honey, I'm your husband. <laughs> For those listening, if you're interested in hearing a student's opinion of the school career, in episode nine, I interview of this of this podcast, the Move to Costa Rica podcast. I interviewed Tana Haddon, and Tana has been attending the school for around two years now, and he goes in in depth about the differences between his schooling experience in Austin, Texas, and at the school where your wife is working, Korea. Oh, okay. Brazilito. Really interesting to get a 13-year-old's opinion about that. And obviously transitioning from a school where, you know, it was 100% English to a school where he's speaking, uh, I think, 50% Spanish, 50% English. I don't, I don't, I haven't been to the school, but I think. Yeah, it, it, everybody at third grade, they, they you know, they, they shift to English, but you do have your Spanish influence and you know classes and things like that yeah they want you to, they want you to learn spanish see i'm working on it <laughs> <laughs> when you and your wife first made that decision that you were going to leave texas move here to costa rica permanently how, how long did you take to make that decision and and what the things went into it 
uh, I, I came here not fleeing anything or anyone. <laughs> you know, they, uh, you're either wanted or not wanted, and that's why people come to Costa Rica. I think is a joke. But I was in a position uh, in my profession that um, I was, you know, I was ready for a change, and she was also ready for a change. And so we were at that point where, okay, what's next? And then this opportunity was presented to be able to be sponsored for a few months to, to help at the uh, Beach Community Church. And, 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 um, and it, was, it was like, hey, I got this opportunity. And she said, okay, let's pray about it. Okay, let's go. So and that was we, it. That was it. She, she, uh, I think Mexico is the only, you know, country she's been to outside of, uh, you know, uh, the U S but, uh, and so she was, she was, she was ready. She, she, yeah. And did either of you have any Spanish to fall back on or was it like, we're just going to jump in feet first, make this transition and figure it out as we go. Well, we, of course, you know, she was depending a lot about on my background with Costa Rica, you know, my connections and, you know, we had jobs or the job opportunity was there when we were discussing and um, uh, we, we, we jumped not blindly, but because of the research and things were available for us to have, have, you know, income and things like that. So, uh, yeah, we, we took that step and you know, came and it's been, it's been great. Um, yeah. You, you mentioned that your eldest daughter and three grandkids yeah. uh, here in Costa Rica, did they move at the same time as you guys or was that prior or after? Uh, she, she actually, my daughter, uh, Lynn, she came down to visit my twin brother and, and uh, she had a great job. She had, a, you know, worked herself through, uh, a junior college and college and got her, uh, she was a radiology, uh, specialist and, and she came down here and he, my twin brother introduced her to a, a Colombian who was working at a, a local, uh, resort here or, uh, uh, apartment, you know, complex condos. And, uh, they kind of kept talking, kept talking and they ended up falling in love. And then, uh, they've been married five years. She moved down, uh, we, we got, uh, they got married and she's been here five years. So, uh, and then three grandkids later also. So, um, so that was, that was that time frame. And the three and she, grandkids they're, they're born all, here. They're, they're like 20 Rica. minutes. Yes. Yep. And they're, they're only 20 minutes from me. We were with them a Saturday and we had a, there were over 20 howlers in their backyard and uh, the girls were singing monkey, monkey, jumping on the bed, you know, one fell and bumped his head. I said, y'all need to be quiet because they're, you know, they were, they were like, what's going on here. But uh, it's, it's been great for them also. And they've had a chance to go to states. Uh, my my other daughter, they're coming. They came down at Christmas, and then they're coming in next week or this next Sunday. Actually, uh, they're coming back, and uh, uh, her mom's coming also. So, uh, and, and like I said, three hour flight from Houston. It's not that bad, you know. Yeah, yeah, direct flight as well. Right. And the the airport, as we mentioned before, it's not a it's. N- it's not a stressful airport. It's very simple. The airport yeah. here It's a, a couple until of gates and, until everybody starts hollering at you. No, 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 no. I don't need a ride. No, I don't. Need a ride. No, no glasses. 
after being here for two years with your wife, you obviously had a certain set of expectations before you arrived about what day-to-day life was going to look like. Without fail, every foreigner I've spoken to who's moved here has had things that have stuck out to them and surprised them or challenges that they've had to overcome that they that were perhaps more difficult to overcome than they had expected. But what are some of those transitional things that your wife and you experienced that that really stuck out or have stuck out? Well, we, we recognize that we are – uh, visiting their country, and of course, we are uh, we are adding. We want to be an asset to this country, not just uh, with my wife teaching or my work with Haller, but also through our church. Our, our church is giving uh, provide food for uh, hundreds of families. So it's I'm not here to take anything out of the country. I want to be an asset for this country. And that's one thing important to remember. Um, number two, uh, the, um, uh, well, one of the toughest, sometimes I can be a road warrior. And so like when someone wants to stop in the middle of the road for no reason with no brake lights, you just have to go pure Vita or something like that. Or they pull out in front of you and it takes them a while to find the gas pedal, you know, and, and we came across one family stopped in the middle of the road and they're making a lunch out of their trunk. That's probably the toughest thing <laughs> to kind of get, um, you know, used to is, uh, some of the driving things. Um, but after being in Houston with the, the, congested of traffic there i'll i'll take those inconveniences you know this is not america uh, i am not going to try to make it like america um it's not you know houston you know and all those things it is costa rica so um yeah we come in with some expectations uh restaurants you know you you want your glass filled with water you know the second it's empty sometimes it takes a little while sometimes it takes holding up Yes, you know, it kind of takes that, but uh, it it does force you to kind of re-prioritize some of your expectations, uh, maybe to relax a little bit. And but I think what really drives us up and reminds us is that we're here on a mission uh, through our church and then through school and through our jobs to be an asset to this country. And that really changes your perspective. So well put, Terry. Everybody who moves here needs to hear that. Like this is a place that you're coming to add value and not to find areas that aren't to your satisfaction. Right. Well, you don't have, you know, some people, you're not going to, if you were not happy where you are up north, you will not be happy here because a lot we do a lot of times is we think a new location is going to change us. No, when we find ourselves here, we're here. So don't come down here thinking, you know, oh, it's going magically. No, if you got stuff in here that you got to take care of, being in Pura Vida land is not going to fix it, okay? You got to take care of yourself first. Uh, and, and, and I've done that with all my world travels and everywhere I've gone. I am going to be happy my best wherever I'm at, whether it's a job or, or whatever. The, the thing you mentioned before about the, the driving speed here, I, I know what you mean, but it's it's strange because then eventually you get used to driving really slow and driving really peacefully. And when you see someone driving quick, you're like, hey, that's not acceptable. Not where I live. You're not allowed to drive fast. I, I usually like, gringo. 
Yeah, that guy must be new. He, that must be a rented car. That must be someone on vacation. If they're driving anywhere more, like anything more than about forty yeah. kilometers an hour. Yeah. The the other thing is just how uh, we have narrow roads, and then people walking and riding bikes, especially at dusk or uh, sunset, and it's hard hard to see i mean that 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 does make you a little more paranoid to drive at night you just got to be so cautious of that and then the occasional brahma bulls that want to take the road you know uh, um so it it just takes getting used to you just got to be more observant and not be texting while you're driving because you'll you'll find those people and i I love those people have the little flashlights or something you know and they you can see them uh I, i know a lot of people have gotten hurt and killed uh, motorcycles and bicycles uh so you just gotta be careful it's like anywhere yeah yeah they what you're saying about there being very narrow streets something that takes a little getting used to if you've lived in the west or in north america is the fact that there's not pave there's not footpaths on every road right Yet that doesn't deter people from walking on every road because people need to get from A to B. And mobility here is not as easy as it is in other countries where cars are cheaper and roads are better. In the in the more or less rural areas where we live, because we live in areas that are less populated, they're not cities, people walk on the street. Just it's what you have to do to to get from one place to another. Yeah, and, and you uh, get used to someone going around, you know, somebody, and you're, you know, you go off to the, uh, off to the side a little bit also to give them room, you know. So it, it's, um, if you won't come here and be a bullheaded driver, you will not like it here. You really <laughs> won't. <laughs> also, if you want to come here and have your car stay in as good a condition as it would on North American roads, that's not something you should expect either. With no. with lower no. quality roads and a lot more dusty roads and bumpy roads and potholes, I've noticed as a car owner in Costa Rica, the wear and tear on my car is significantly higher yeah. per kilometre than it was living in Australia where all I was doing was driving on highways most of the time. Right. And that's, that's just one of the things you, you accept. You know, yeah. You, you take your time, you know, we went to the beach yesterday for a birthday party and you just take your time, you know, um, and that's the way it is. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's part of the Pura Vida lifestyle is like not yeah. trying to rush anything. Terry, a few days ago, I saw a tarantula on my back porch on the deck and it was pretty shocking. <laughs> I, I actually kicked it like first thing in the morning and then realized what it was and then, and then dealt with it. Has Costa Rica thrown any surprises your way with with wildlife like that? No. Well, outside of enjoying the howler monkeys and having uh, the big, um, uh, uh, not lizards, but the um, um, iguanas, you know, in the backyard and on the road and the beautiful birds that sing, um, you'll, you'll, and, Fortunately, my wife hates snakes, and she texted me this morning. She goes, there was a snake in my 
in my in my classroom this morning. And of course, I'm going, oh no, she she is freaked out because she is paranoid. And it was so small that it got stuck on the duct tape. She goes, but it doesn't matter. It's a snake. <laughs> so she's been here. This is her second year to teach. That's the first snake she's seen. Uh, 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 I've I've seen you know uh, one the tail end of it, uh, you get used to, uh, Oh, there's a spider and you sweep it, you know, Oh, there's a scorpion. And, you know, I, I was laying on the, uh, sofa one night and I, uh, something's crawling, boom, got, you know, hit by the scorpions. Oh, okay. You know, and I swept, I relocated it and a few pieces, uh, out the door. Um, the ants, you know, oh, there's a trail of ants. Okay. It's time to do a little spray. You just get used to stuff like that. You're, I, Gosh, it's fine. You know, don't be, if you're wanting no wildlife and no insects, you might need to stay where you're at. Yeah, it's not the place. uh, Not the place, you know, but we love sitting down on our back porch and and, uh, listening to the animals and watching the chameleon uh, lizards, uh, you know, run all over. And um, it's just, it's, it's one of the beautiful things about it. It is one of the beautiful things because you feel like everything's alive. You know, when you're seeing life yeah. all the time, even if it's wildlife and not other people, it still feels like everything's alive. And there's right. there's something nice about that. And every now and then my wife and I will be watching a video on YouTube and it, you know, might be showing footage of a city and people walking through a city. And you look at a city sometimes and you think there's very limited life there other than people, other than humans. And, and, you, and cars. And cars, yeah. <laughs> and, and you get so used to all of the the different wildlife things that take place here. It's You were talking about ants, and I don't know if you get this where you, in, in your house, but there's a certain type of ant. It's a pretty like biggish red, red ant, not really big, but like medium-sized mm. red ant that are absolutely friendly. They just don't sting. They don't cause any issues. They can walk all over you. And we have them in our house and sometimes they'll be walking on you and you look at the type of ant it is and you think, well, yeah, that's just, that's like one of those friendly ants. And I've never lived anywhere where ants didn't, you know. Yeah, bite you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the little bitty ants and, you know, they, they just, uh, like I said, every once in a while, well, okay, it's time, you know, spray because they just make a trail. And and every once in a while, you get this ant infestation, you know, and out on your porch or something, and you kind of take care of that. But there are some bigger ants that, uh, yeah, I noticed. I haven't gotten friendly with them. I don't, I don't name them, you know, or I don't, and I'm <laughs> shaking their hand. But I have noticed that, oh, there's an ant on my foot, and he's not biting me. That's good. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to interrupt his world. Um <laughs> but a friendly ant yeah you can read we had ants in the howler a couple months ago and um the the plant and we we would look at the leaf eaters up at the skull there was one guy shot a video and every day they're going with those leaves you know and and uh uh, he shot a video of it but that's that's one of those things you can read about in howler but there it's just a part of nature man could you give our listeners a little bit of an overview of what a typical day in the life of Terry Lee Carlisle looks like here in Costa Rica. Oh, typical. I wake up to uh, my my morning worship music first thing to get uh, get some good 
good thoughts going on in my head. And then, uh, of course, I got my coffee, uh, Costa Rica coffee brewing. And um, um, my wife goes to, to work, and I will um, – after some quiet time, I'll I'll see what I need to do as far as my marketing sales or my church work things that I have to do and make a priority. Uh, open up the. Uh, sometimes I'll go out and work on the back porch, which is makes it you know really nice. Uh, and if it's not too windy like we've had here recently, and do my phone calls and emailing and contacts and planning, and then. Um, if I want to, I after lunch maybe I'll go out to the beach, walk on the beach for a while. Like I said, just a couple kilometers away, three kilometers away from the beach, and um, um, come back and do some work, 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 work. Make some phone calls and <laughs> send out emails, uh, promote the, the magazine to uh, you know worldwide, and in a, in the evenings. Uh, I, I try to help my wife. If she's got any schoolwork that I can help her with. I always want to be an asset to her because she could work 20 hours a day, I think, and she'd be okay with that. But I don't work her work 20 hours a week, so I'll I'll help her do something, and and then uh, we'll uh, 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 of course have supper, or we'll go to a local. Uh, soda, even and if you come here, and you don't go to a soda, you're missing it. You're missing it. They can look like a shack, but you're missing some great food in those places. Uh, there's one place that has the best guacamole I ever had, and they make their chips fresh. Uh, we'll go there just the, for supper. You know, we, we were going to average once a week at that at that location in Brazilito. But a um, nice meal. Uh, I, I think our amount of food that we eat has been reduced just because of the different lifestyle you know uh, i don't eat breakfast um, i might eat a little bit of lunch but then you know uh have a, a supper and then um relax and eat with my wife and uh, uh watch a movie uh, she beats me in corkle uh which is a she she loves doing that and i let her do that most of the time uh so she goes to bed on a good note <laughs> <laughs> um so that it's 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 not boring because of all the different things that we're involved in uh, whether it's uh church and, and doing ministry in the community uh or the howler work or doing something you know with the school so it's it's never a boring moment or if it's just checking out and relaxing i mean really we love sitting on the back porch and just listening to the birds and um looking at the beauty <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell the listeners. So Terry and I, I'm, I'm telling off on you. Terry and I were going to chat last week. We were we were going to do this interview, and I messaged them the morning of because I couldn't get the Wi-Fi working at home, and I was quite frustrated, and I didn't have anywhere else quiet to go and do this interview that had Wi-Fi. So this went on for two three days. I finally got onto the technicians from the internet company. And explained to them and I was asking them for, you know, maybe they need to offer us a discount because the internet's been out for a few days. And the technician came over to the house and he went into the laundry where the internet box is connected to the wall. And he'd noticed that I'd just put away one of my surfboards in the laundry and knocked out the cable. And all he had to do was <laughs> plug the cable back in. And for the previous three, four days, I'd rescheduled meetings like I did with you, Terry, and I had been frustrated and annoyed at the poor service that this internet company was providing me. And in the end, it was totally my fault. So that's, yeah, 
That's just that's just the type of stuff that happens. I think that could happen anywhere. However, sure. it's yeah, it's just it's just part of life. I right? hate to tell them off on you, but but you can you know, and, and things are different here. Okay, you're not in the states. Okay, and uh, it's not Burger King. Okay, you can't have it your way and uh, on on everything. So just expect that. At. And uh, if if you're an angry type person, uh, goodness, you're going to miss out on the pure vita. And yes. having a, a live perspective uh, uh, adjustment, uh, I think everybody could use. You know, with all the hate and anger that's going on today, and goodness, just why don't you think about things that are good and honest and true, and uh, give give a give a smile to somebody today, man? Because there's there's enough bitter folks going around, man. Goodness. And Costa Ricans will smile back at you. Definitely. No, no what? <laughs> they will smile back at you. Oh, they will. You yeah, give people I, a smile here, they'll give you they'll give you their time and they'll give you their love and affection and everything in between. Oh, we'll we'll drive through Brazilito. Uh, uh, we play back before COVID. We used to play softball with the, the kids uh, uh, once a week, and we'd have a big crowd. And, and so I know a lot of the kids. So in Brazilito, you know, I'm rolling down the window, and and, and they go, I say, "Hey, amigo," and and they'll say, "Perry." I said, "No, Terry," because that's my twin brother, you know. And uh, but it's like you know a lot of people, and uh, of course a lot of people think they know me because my twin brother. He's the good looking one, and. Uh, um, <laughs> So that's, that's kind of neat, uh, you know, just always uh, get to know people and, and you know, uh, get to know the, the locals. And that's that's what's so great. I, I, I go to the Spanish service uh, at our church and I help them with their, their Facebook and, you know, get to know those 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 people that that work has uh, increased tremendously. Um, people. Um, getting rescued from their alcoholism, years of alcoholism and, and uh, walking the, the straight and narrow with the Lord. It's, it's been exciting to see, but getting to know people, uh, the locals is exciting. Do you have any plans to leave Costa Rica someday? No, no, no. I, <laughs> serious, serious. Uh, uh, I think my wife has to go back to in order and teach some, you know, another year or two in Texas to get a retirement, and that'd be our next uh, bridge to, to cross. <laughs> um, but uh, no, no. Uh, my family's here. I've got a great job. I've got a great church. Uh, um, n- no. Terry, we're going to wrap up, and in just a second, uh, two more questions for you. Now, the first one, where can people find you online if they want to get in touch with you? Uh, well, if it's Haller, it's hallermag.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn, Terry Carlisle. Um, uh, they, they can find me, yeah, pretty easy. You can – you. I, with my travels and everything I've been involved in, you Google me, you'll, you'll see a lot of, <laughs> of Terry Carlisle. Um, I, I try to get rid of some stuff. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but I used to do corporate training and speaking events. I was in Nigeria nine, nine years ago doing a, a special week long thing. And, and, but you'll, you can, yeah, just Google me. I'll, I'll send you my uh, uh, email address, but um, uh, I'm, I'm easy to find. Perfect, or, or you'll find my twin brother. Any last words for those considering moving to Costa Rica? 
if you're not happy where you're at, check and see why. Costa Rica has a lot to offer, but it's not the cure. Um, it's a different lifestyle here. And um, uh, don't come down here expecting a paradise. I hear that word a lot. Uh, you can make paradise wherever you're at, you know, with who you're with. And um, but this is a great place to do it at, to create your own paradise. It absolutely is. I have to agree. <laughs> well, we, uh, we're going to sign off. I'm going to say, All right. Pura Vida, Terry. Pura Vida. <laughs> Thank and, you, sir. And uh, yeah, this episode is going to come out on YouTube and the audio form. You'll be able to listen to it in many different places. And if you're confused, just head to our website, www.movedcostaricapodcast.com. Here's a sneak peek of the next episode. In episode 28, we chat to 39-year-old Australian Philippa Kelly. Pip talks about growing up on a sheep farm in rural Australia, falling in love with one of Costa Rica's most knowledgeable nature guides, and the culture shock of moving in with your new mother-in-law when you can't speak the same language. We moved in with his mum for three months. Talk about culture shock for me, moving in with a Latina suegra, a mother-in-law, and not speaking any Spanish. And basically all my skills being taken away. I couldn't speak Spanish. I couldn't make friends. I, you know, I'd been working as a professional and suddenly I'm mopping floors and ironing shirts and preparing meals for my husband. Um, it was a very interesting transition. If you'd like to watch the video of this episode, Go to YouTube and subscribe to the Move to Costa Rica podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, please rate, review, and share it with your friends on social media. For a full list of show notes, episodes to your inbox, information on becoming a guest on the show, and how to support the show on Patreon, head to www.movetocostaricapodcast.com. Remember, new episodes are released every Thursday by 6am Costa Rica time. Thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, Pura Vida.